Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Courtney Walker about her wishes wedding at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would love to hear about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at Citrico's and especially her amazing Cinderella cake that looked like spools of thread and had all the mice on it and I'm going to probably be asking way too many questions about. So welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm really excited to talk about your wedding. I loved all of your details. Everything looked gorgeous. And I loved your choice of a pre-reception at the marina. So I thought we could talk about all those things that you did to personalize your day. Yeah, of course. So first of all, how did you guys decide you wanted to get married at Walt Disney World? We decided to get married at Disney for a couple different reasons. I grew up in New Hampshire, so we would come to Disney every year. I just had a lot of milestones there. I did my first half marathon, marathon, everything there. So my parents are divorced, and I just had good memories with every part of my family. Justin proposed there, so it just made the most sense to have it there. That's awesome. And how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where you were going to get married? My dad was super excited because he's definitely like the most Disney ish of everybody. (laughs) So he was really, really excited and really pumped. My mom thought I was nuts (laughs) to spend so much money on one day, but she's been married three times. So I mean, that's not surprising. But most people were really, really open to it. I mean, they think they thought it was going to be cheesy, but they were pretty open. And how many guests ended up making the trip? 50. Oh, that's a good number. Yeah. Now, how did you choose the locations that you used? We chose the wedding pavilion because I had always seen it on the monorail when I was little. I think a lot of girls have that experience and they think, oh, I'm going to get married there someday, but some of us actually get to, which is really cool. And I wanted to save money and not have to do transportation for anyone. So I wanted to be in the Grand Floridian someplace. And Citrico's was already decorated. It already looks good. It's open and airy. It's pretty in there. So it just made sense to have that for the reception. That's cool. And you had your pre-reception at the marina, which I thought was interesting and a neat way to have a little bit of an outdoor event feel in the middle of the day. How did that come about? That was suggested to us by our, you know, original salesperson. And Justin, his one request was to not be hot. (laughs) So I kind of convinced him that an hour would be okay. And it worked out really nice. It was really pretty over there. You can see the castle. It was just a, a good spot. That's great. So can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? Oh, gosh, it was an early morning because we did a 10 a.m. ceremony and an 11 a.m. pre-reception. But we wanted to do all of our pictures before the wedding. That was really important to me because I wanted to actually enjoy my day (laughs) and have fun and, you know, just relax. So I think my hair and makeup got there around 6 in the morning. 
we did pictures, the carrot, you know, got in the coach and did the carriage ride, had the ceremony. That was really quick, which was really nice. I made sure that that was quick because to me, there's nothing worse than sitting in the longest ceremony ever. So I did that really quick. Then we did obviously the pre-reception. We made about half an hour of the pre-reception. We had finished a couple of family photos and we were able to, you know, have a drink or two and enjoy some berry champagne, whatever it's called. Then we had the reception and the reception was awesome. It was just really well timed out. They, they served the food first. We had character artists, Dapper Dan's, Mickey and Minnie came for the cake cutting and that was it. I mean, I think it wrapped up around 3.30. I got back to my room and then we had the rest of the night to hang out at Disney. That's great. With the caricature artists and the characters and the Dapper Dan's, tell me a little bit about how you like that because I know sometimes people think that there's not going to be anything for their guests to do and these are three of the more popular options for entertaining their guests. Well, it was really, really important for me to have a lot of entertainment options because we didn't do a DJ. We're not a dancing family. I had no desire to dance whatsoever. The caricature artists were awesome because they got our guests up and they got them mingling and interacting and people would go around and show people they didn't know their picture. And that was really great. That was one of, for me, I would do that again in a heartbeat. It was so perfect. The Dapper Dans were a surprise for my dad and my stepmom. They both sing Barbershop. And I actually thought I would like them the least. Hmm. And they ended up being my favorite part of the whole wedding. Wow. They were amazing. They somehow convinced Justin to sing a song with them. So that was amazing. And then they asked Justin if my mom had a good sense of humor. And they told my mom that Justin dedicated a song to her. And it was Cruella DeVille. <laughs> So, I mean, they were just great. They were funny. They were they were perfect. Were they there starting at, let's see, did they go to your pre-reception or did all the entertainment start just at the reception? I set it up so all the entertainment would start at the reception because I wanted the Dapper Dance a surprise for my dad and my stepmom, so I wanted to be there for that. But you could have picked to have them the whole time. And if I had, if I had known I was going to like them so much, I would have had them at the pre-reception too. They were awesome. That's great. So you had a lot of amazing details at your wedding, including the cake I mentioned. Was it part of a theme? How did you decide what you were going to do there? I wanted it to have a Cinderella, kind of like an under theme almost to start with. Originally, I had a completely different centerpiece and a completely different cake. My cake was going to be the mice playing in teacups and my centerpieces were all going to be teacups. And the bakery came back and said that they, with the Lennox mice that I got, it wouldn't fit in a teacup cake. And they actually came up with that other theme based kind of off of the Cinderella that I wanted. And I said, I don't want anything, you know, traditional that you see a lot of at the Disney weddings. I'm not a, I don't like shoes. I don't really need glass slippers everywhere. <laughs> so they came up with that and I ended up falling in love with that idea. And I really just let Disney do what they do. They're good at it. I mean, that's why we go there. Yeah, that's a great example of where not micromanaging turns out to be the best thing you could do because when they're given free reign, they come up with something amazing that you could never have thought of. Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. I, I really made a point to not micromanage pretty much the entire wedding. And I think that because of that, I ended up having a 
probably a better time than most people. Cause I didn't notice if anything went wrong because I wasn't that involved. I felt like. That's a great piece of advice. So talking a little bit more about the cake, it was, how would you describe it? It was like a pin cushion with the spools of thread on it and then the mice. What part of that was the part that you cut into and got cake out of? The part that you get the cake out of was the bottom. It was the pin cushion. And on the pin cushion was the same design as my wedding dress, the same pink flowers. And that's where you cut into. The spools are actually, they're not edible, but they're painted with chocolate, if that makes sense. I still have the whole top part. I don't, I honestly don't know what to do with it. I feel so guilty throwing it out. You can actually keep it as long as you keep it in a temperature controlled place. I interviewed the woman who creates the white chocolate castles and any Mm -hmm. of that like modeling chocolate, as long as you keep it at a consistent temperature where it's happy and it's not going to bloom or whatever, it'll last for a long time. Oh, that's awesome. It's been on my kitchen table and in the AC and it's been fine. So that's great. The mice to me were the most important thing. That was my, my biggest thing is I, I bought those Lennox mice and I just, they had to be there. They had to be there. Ah, and did you have mice or a Cinderella element through any of the rest of your decor, like the centerpieces or the guest book table or anything? The centerpieces were all baskets filled with sewing supplies, so more spools of thread, yarn, those little tape measure things, buttons, pearls. So we incorporated it there, and we had Cinderella's carriage, so that incorporated it a little bit. Oh, that's perfect. And did you create the centerpieces yourself, or did Disney Floral do them? After they sent me the idea for the cake, I realized I wanted to change the centerpieces that we had because they were teacups with flowers. And I actually told them that I wanted to do something like that, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. And they came up with the rest. They sent me a sketch and asked me if I would like it. And I said, yes. That's amazing. Another example of just giving them free reign and getting something amazing. The only other thing I would say it tied into is when we cut the cake, we played the Cinderella, the work song, our guest book table and everything that was up themed because that was displayed mostly at the pre-reception. So it was a little different. Well, yeah, that's cool because you had two different locations. You could kind of do two different themes. Yeah. So when you were planning, what ended up being the most and least important aspects where you maybe splurged or you saved a little or you saved time or you spent a lot of time? Oh, goodness. The, the most important thing for me was having an amazing cake. Um, I just always wanted one. Good entertainment. I had to have Cinderella's carriage. That was a non-negotiable. And I really wanted good, good food and a signature drink. So I put a lot of my budget into making sure I had the food that I wanted, the perfect cake. I wanted cake pops for favors. I love the Kung Fu Punch from Epcot. That's Justin and I, that's our favorite drink to get from Epcot. So we incorporated that. We really, really saved a lot of money with floral. We didn't do any extras in the wedding pavilion. We let that just speak for itself. No colored napkins. I didn't want to pay for any transportation for people. So I made sure it was all something that everybody could get to within walking distance. And we didn't do a DJ. We had an iPod hookup and we had Major Damo and he did, you know, whatever little announcements we needed. And that worked out perfectly. That's great. Oh, and no, I didn't do any bouquets or anything through Disney either. Oh, interesting. Who did you use for those? I made a brooch bouquet myself. And then a friend of the family helped me with 
my maid of honors bouquet, the boutonnieres and the corsages. That's great. Now, it's interesting. Whenever I hear that somebody wanted to make food a focus, I'm curious, how did you go about picking your menu? Because for a lot of us, it can be totally overwhelming when you see all these menus you can possibly choose from. And with Disney, it's completely customizable. What Do you have any tips for, for making sure you have a spectacular menu? Definitely go try and get to a planning session and the menu tasting because you'll be able to try some of the things that you don't really know what they are when you see the Disney menu. There were a lot of things I had no clue what they were talking about. And I picked a lot of those to try and they ended up being some of my favorites. But I made sure that I stuck in some classics. Like it was really important for me to have Mickey waffles. I don't even think I ate one that day, but I really wanted to have those. And we did a brunch. So it was really important for me to have like really solid breakfast options and lunch options so that people could really pick which one they wanted. And we did a lot of like the omelet station. I think that that was probably one of the biggest highlights for everyone. People loved that, the pasta station. So we just made sure that we had a lot of really good variety and stuff that I liked. I think it's really important that the bride and the groom sit and they eat and they enjoy all the money they've spent, really. Definitely. Yeah, I always feel so sad when I hear, I didn't get to eat my dinner or I didn't get a piece of my cake. Oh, that kills me. I don't, it makes no sense to me. Enjoy it. (laughs) Definitely. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think I have two favorite memories. One was Justin singing along with the Dapper Dans because that was just so out of character for him. So the fact that he like got up there and did that for me was really awesome. And then I loved during the ceremony surprising our our best man and playing a joke on him and having Major Damo come in and save the day and have the rings. And that to me was, that was priceless because our best man's a bit of a jokester. So to be able to get him back in a public setting like that was perfect for me. (laughs) Now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then turned out not to be? For me, no. I'm kind of the exception. I wasn't really a bridezilla at any point during the wedding planning. And I wasn't really stressed about it because Disney there, you know, they tell you that they give you so many people and you basically have babysitters all day and they tell you where to go and what to do and when you're doing it. And Justin couldn't understand that. He was so stressed out. Amy had to give him Tums. He was so stressed out. And by the time the wedding was over, we get in the, you know, Cinderella's carriage and he goes, wow, that was the easiest thing I've ever done. I said, you know, you shouldn't have panicked. I just think you got to be kind of open with the whole thing. Not very scary after all. Right. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Justin, I think, regrets us not dancing at all, but not enough to, like, break his heart. (laughs) The only thing I think I would have done differently is instead of having Mickey and Minnie, I would have seen if I could get Gus and Jack and Susie seeing if they could come instead. Because Mickey and Minnie didn't have quite the reaction for the guests that I thought it would. I mean, they liked it, but I think I would have liked having those characters a little better. Oh, that's interesting. And were you just not aware that they were a possibility, or you just thought, oh, Mickey and Minnie are the classic. Everybody wants to see them. I thought about asking, and then I thought Mickey and Minnie are the classic, and really the only people that probably want to see the mice are me. So I kind (laughs) of did it more for everybody else than me. Now, do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? My biggest tip or advice would really just to not stress, 
try not to micromanage it. I mean, we all know Disney puts out these weddings all day, every day. They're really good at it. If you kind of, you know, are open-minded, they can, they just do such a great job. And they don't give you a lot of information up front. And I had to do a lot of research, you know, with your podcasts and passporters. And I kind of knew what I was getting myself into beforehand. And I really picked, you know, the things that are important to me in my budget. So I think that future brides, pick what's most important to you, you know, kind of rank them on a list and just really do what you want to do. It's your day. You're doing it in the most amazing place. Just have fun with it. Relax. That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Just Nathan and Jen C's blog and probably the Disney Brides Diary Facebook. Great. All right, cool. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've shared a lot of great tips, especially the advice about, you know, how great things turn out when you are hands-off and you let Disney do what they do best. And I really appreciate your taking the time. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.